Whenever I visit France, I always see lots of top bottles for sale, but when I get back home, those same bottles can be much harder to find, if not impossible. That's why I use IdealWine.com. At IdealWine.com, I can buy wines directly from France for delivery directly to my home. They have new auctions every week, and the fixed price selection is equally awesome. Clos Rouchard, Chateau Reyes, and Ulysse Colon, as well as many more greats from all over France, are regularly available on the website. Best of all, it is simple and hassle-free to buy them. Ideal Wine handles all the customs and logistics hurdles for you and for me. Wines are ordered with a couple of clicks, and then they arrive. It is simple. Check out IdealWine.com for more information. That's I-D-E-A-L-W-I-N-E.com to find what you'd like to be drinking. I'll drink to that, where we get behind the scenes of the beverage business. I'm Levy Dalton. I'm Erin Scala. And here's our show today. Today we'll take a look at how vessels have changed wine history. One of the most interesting shifts in the ancient wine trade is when merchants made the switch from clay amphoras to wooden barrels. When small ships made relatively short trips around the Mediterranean, amphoras seemed to be the obvious answer to the storage of liquids. Each one could be carried by a single person. They could stand upright or lie flat, and they could be sealed and stamped, giving the buyer some confidence in origin. Amphoras were also inexpensive, and it was often cheaper to break them once you were done than attempt to reuse them. But as trade expanded to places where amphora pottery wasn't necessarily a given, other technologies began to be used for shipping liquids. And over just a few centuries, barrels took over. Barrels were useful on longer journeys. They could be tapped en route and accessed by the crew. By rolling them, one person could move a larger volume around from ship to ground, and barrels are also very durable. And somewhere along the way, barrels became desirable for their flavor. And today we see a lot of oak aging with the intention of changing the wine's flavor. We also see a pushback against all of this, with many winemakers around the world reverting back to using older materials, such as cement and clay. Large cement tanks are efficient uses of space, and this material has a relatively small impact on the wine's flavor. Nowadays, clay is harder to come by because using it often requires the skills of a craftsperson who can transform the clay into a vessel. Building them takes time, patience, and a tremendous amount of skill. Glazing and kilning them is no easy task either. The provenance of a clay vessel can be of just as equal importance today as it was in the ancient world, with different clays and glaze options having different strengths, heat retention levels, and flavor nuances. Clay is kind of interesting because with the right base materials, you can also get different porosities based on the kilning temperature, whereas with oak, you're really limited by the grain of the wood. When you ferment in clay, clay can also affect pH levels, which can be beneficial for winemakers looking to have a natural ferment that achieves different pH results than what they get in oak or steel. Though it's really an ancient technology, wines that undergo a clay ferment or elevage often have textures and flavors that are unique in comparison to most wines on the market. 
Watching this re-exploration of wine's past is an intriguing re-emergence of the multifaceted diversity of wine. It's not enough to make great wine. You also have to reach the consumer that appreciates that wine. And that's where Offset is an incredible asset. Offset is an independent brand design and commerce technology company that connects with wineries on a human level to help them connect with consumers on a human level. Offset is based in wine country and staffed by creative strategists and technologists who are superb at helping create and evolve wine brands through visual identity and package design, developing the look, feel, and tone of your web content, as well as building beautiful and effective websites powered by their proprietary e-commerce platform, Offset Commerce. That's why leaders like Frog Sleep, Grace Family Vineyards, and Rain Winery already rely on Offset. Reach out to the brilliant team at Offset at offsetpartners.com. That's O-F-F-S-E-T partners with an s.com offset is focused on the wine industry and can embrace the nuanced needs of your wine brand Jasko Gravner of Gravner in Friuli, and also Matea Gravner, his daughter, here with us today. Hello. Buongiorno. Hi. So nice to have you here. Tante grazie. So you were born in Friuli. Sì, Friuli è, la, è una regione in Italia a nord-est. Uh, confiniamo con la Slovenia. Yes, I was born in uh, Friuli, which is on the northeastern part of, uh, of Italy. We are on the border with Slovenia. And your dad had a farm. C'era già mio nonno che l'ha passato mio padre e poi dopo mio padre sono io. My grandfather has a farm and uh, after my father I started to uh, working in the farm. And when did you start working in the farm at what age? Io ho iniziato molto giovane a 15 anni andavo a scuola e quando tornavo dalla scuola andavo in uh, nei vigneti a aiutare mio papà a fare le portature quello che serviva. I started very early. I started when I was 15 finishing after in the afternoon after school I went to uh, help my father in the vineyard uh, pruning or helping with other works. And what was the farm like at that time? In quei anni quando ero giovane l'azienda era promiscua, c'era un po' di tutto, c'era la, avevamo coltivazione di ciliegie, di pesche, eh, c'era la stalla e soprattutto diciamo che già quella volta il, quello che era più importante era il vigneto. At this time we had some uh, cherry trees, some peaches, we produced even some uh, other fruits and we had some uh, two or three cows and pigs. Uh, but the most important was still at this time the vineyard. And what was planted in the vineyard at that time? Nei anni 60 la gran parte era ribolla, avevamo un po' di Riesling, però la ribolla era il, la vite più importante che nelle mie terre era da sempre coltivata. We had uh, basically uh, ribolla and some Riesling, but the most important was, uh, has always been uh, ribolla, which is the historical local variety in our and you worked with both your father and your uncle. 
Sì, eh, io iniziavo a lavorare con loro, eh, quindi andavo a scuola, gli davo una mano, e poi quando che ho iniziato più, quando avevo 20 anni, eh, ci siamo dedicati eh, molto di più alla viticoltura. I started with my uh, father and my uncle, uh, and when I was almost 20, we uh, dedicated more and more to vineyard and uh, we uh, stop uh, producing fruit. So you move more fully into vines around your 20th birthday. Sì, in quei anni nei anni 70 abbiamo introdotto anche delle varietà di altre terre lo chardonnay, sauvignon e il pinot grigio. In the 70s, we introduced uh, some uh, international varieties uh, like uh, Chardonnay, Sauvignon and Pinot Grigio. And what was your father and uncle like? What were they like to work with and what did you learn from them? Era, era molto bello perché erano veri contadini. Erano contadini che si alzavano con, uh, con il nascere del giorno e finivano di lavorare la terra con uh, il buio. They were uh, real farmers because they wake up in the morning with the sun and they worked the, uh, the whole day until the sun went uh, away. And what did they tell you about the wine? Bene, mio papà era una persona molto, io lo ritengo molto bravo, comunque penso a ogni figlio che ritiene il padre bravo, ma uh, era particolarmente lui uh, attento uh, per fare il vino di qualità, perché diceva che il vino è una materia che non uh, c'è bisogno di quantità, va bevuto a bicchieri, quindi va rispettato tutto l'insieme, il, uh, specialmente il consumatore. My father was a, a very uh, simple person and as almost every son I think he was a very uh, good person. Uh, He told me we have to produce uh, a good wine. It's important to produce very good wine because you have to respect everything, uh, the natural, the vineyard, and even the uh, customer which is drinking your wine. And at that time, who were the customers for the wine in the 60s and 70s? Diciamo che quasi l'esclusività della vendita del vino veniva fatta nelle vicinanze fino a 50 km il vino veniva, veniva venduto nei ristoranti locali in Damigiane da 54 litri. Uh, in, at this time uh, the, we sold our wine uh, basically in a close area around 50 km in local restaurants or uh, local, local trattorie uh, in, uh, in big Damigiane uh, 50 around 50 liters big um, glass bottles. What was the Friuli like at that time after the two wars? Bene, era, diciamo, dopo la seconda guerra mondiale, anche dopo la prima guerra mondiale, c'era molta crisi, molta gente uscita dal Friuli a cercare lavoro in altri posti del mondo. After the first and even the second uh, world war, Many people from Friuli had to go abroad to, uh, for work because there was uh, a very difficult economical situation. Un po' la stessa cosa è successa dopo la seconda guerra mondiale. 
eh, erano tempi abbastanza difficili, eh, c'erano anni, anni 60 anche per la vendita del vino, era molto difficile perché l'Italia produceva molto vino e quindi si sentiva parecchio la crisi. Even after the Second War was quite, was very difficult at the beginning. Uh, in Italy, they were, uh, we produced a lot of wine and it was not easy to sell it. And you also have vineyards in Slovenia. When did you acquire those vineyards? I vigneti che abbiamo in Slovenia parte sono della famiglia di mio papà, della mamma di mio papà che abbiamo ereditato. Un'altra parte ho comprato negli anni dai anni 90 al 2000. We have vineyards even in Slovenia. Uh, the biggest part of them uh, belonged to my uh, my father's mother, mothers, and uh, then we bought some in the uh, between the 90s and the 2000s. So the border, as it became easier to move into Slovenia, you purchased vineyards in terms of the border between Italy and Yugoslavia. Bene, vivere al confine è sempre un problema difficile perché ti manca il retroterra e poi uh, sei condizionato dai orari di uh, apertura dei valici dove si passava. Living on the border is, ne- is never easy because you, uh, you have always to respect the border time and it's not, uh, the, which is not uh, a, normal, a normal lifetime. Comunque c'era la possibilità anche quando anche sotto la Jugoslavia di coltivare le nostre terre eh, con eh, l'arrivo della Slovenia quando eh, è diventata autonoma la Slovenia eh, era meglio e adesso che la Slovenia fa parte del mercato comune eh, europeo mi sembra molto bene, sono molto contento per questo. Uh, even uh, when there was uh, Yugoslavia, was not uh, complicated to uh, work on our uh, vineyard. Uh, with uh, the independence of Slovenia, it became easier. And now, uh, since uh, Slovenia is in uh, the Euro- European uh, community, it's um, more easy. Did you see the effects of both Eastern Europe and Western Europe in the area that you live? Certo, noi anche come lingua madre in casa nostra parliamo la lingua slovena e apparteniamo più al, un po' all'est anche come, anche come lingua, apparteniamo alle, al mondo delle lingue slave. Even as a language we speak Slovene at home, uh, so we feel uh, uh, much more uh, slavic than Italian even living there. And what were your thoughts about the wines that you were making in the 1970s at that time? Ma diciamo che negli anni 70 il problema maggiore era non si curava molto la qualità quanto più la quantità si voleva fare tanto perché c'era bisogno di di quantità di vino anche se magari erano problemi di vendita però purtroppo l'idea era quella non si pensava molto alla qualità. In the 70s, it was very important to produce a lot. Uh, almost nobody, nobody cared about uh, quality. The important was to produce a lot, even if then was not easy to sell. But uh, no, almost no one talked about uh, or, or take care about the quality of wine. And did you have siblings at the farm? Did you have brothers and sisters? 
Uh, avevo quattro sorelle, uh, una è mancata e sono rimaste tre sorelle, però ognuna fa il proprio ra- lavoro e non sono uh, in azienda. We had four uh, sisters, one pe- passed away uh, some years ago, but uh, no one of them is involved in the winery. It was left to you to do the wine. Mi hanno lasciato fare il vino, mi hanno lasciato anche la terra in modo che potevo continuare avanti con il mio lavoro e più uh, dopo con gli anni piano piano ho anche acquistato altri terreni uh, vicini già alla nostra proprietà di uh, um, qualità molto molto importante. Uh, yes, they helped him, uh, leaving him all the, the vineyard. Uh, in this way he has been able to sustain his family in, uh, uh, in some years later he has been able to um, to buy uh, a vineyard a neighborhood uh, vineyard uh, with very quality soil to improve the uh, the vineyard he, he had how many hectares was it when you took it over in the 70s uh, e poi piano piano siamo arrivati fino a 18 ettari e adesso ultimamente siamo a 15 ettari. At the beginning uh, he had 4 hectares, uh, slowly he arrived to 18 and now we are going back to 15. What was the character of the wine that your parents made or your grandfather? In terms of was there skin maceration on whites, what was the character of the wines made in the region in the 60s and 70s and before? Diciamo che dopo la prima guerra mondiale è stato abbandonato un po' l'uso della macerazione per passare a fare i vini bianchi senza macerazione. After the first war, almost everyone stopped making wine, uh, white wines with a long maceration to start producing white wines, they were a little bit more white in color. And in your own thoughts in the 70s, what were you thinking about the wines that you were making? Quando ho iniziato con mio papà mi piacevano molto vini, però dopo, visto che ho fatto la scuola anche, ho cercato di seguire quello che mi hanno insegnato a scuola e lì ho iniziato a fare i primi, i primi sbagli. When he started producing wine with, with his, his father, he was very satisfied about the wines. Uh, but as he attended a viticulture school, he started uh, producing wine like he studied at, at school and uh, so in a more technological way. That was not the same as your father had been doing. Mio papà aveva un modo di fare il vino molto semplice, con, uh, diciamo, quasi senza nessuna tecnologia. C'era avevamo una pompa a pistone per uh, i travasi del vino e avevamo delle botti di, uh, di legno tutte uh, grandi e vecchie vecchie differenti vecchie e nuove e, uh, niente altro molto semplice tutto his father produced wine in a very simple way with almost no technology they just had a pump and they used big uh, barrels uh, independent old or new Uh, but the barrels were always uh, big. In, in pratica era tutto quello il necessario per, filo, per fare il vino buono. Non serviva niente di più di quello che poi con tempo ho portato in cantina. Basically this was everything he needed to produce wine. He started buying 
other technology or other engines to help him producing wine, but now he knows it was not necessary to use all this technology. And what was the work of the vineyard like at that time? And when would you harvest? Bene, diciamo che il lavoro quasi tutto era manuale. Nel 55 abbiamo comprato, mio papà ha comprato il primo trattore, un piccolo trattore a cingoli, in modo da uh, averlo sostituito con i buoi che prima si aveva per uh, coltivare la terra. Uh, il resto, i trattamenti che si faceva venivano fatti tutti a mano. The most uh, work were handmade. In 55 my father bought the first tractor. So we stopped uh, working with uh, bulls in uh, in vineyard, and this was uh, a big change. But the uh, main work uh, were made by uh, by hand, controlled by uh, by the men. So it used to be that cows pulled the equipment in the vineyard. Yes. So as you entered the eighties, did your thoughts about wine start to change? Uh, nel 73 abbiamo fatto le prime bottiglie, e in quel momento già abbiamo introdotto il uh, i recipienti in uh, Tankinox in cantina. In 73 we bottled the first wine and uh, since there we started working with stainless steel tanks. What did you think about the result of that at the time? Ma purtroppo in quel momento si cercava solo le novità, si cercava un po' di correre dietro alle tecnologie moderne. Uh, tutto quello che non era nuovo uh, non veniva uh, preso come un uh, lavoro fatto bene, quindi era l'inizio di un uh, era l'inizio di sbagli che poi in futuro ho dovuto di nuovo cercare di recuperare. In the 70s uh, and 80s everything uh, to, to be considered a quality producer was necessary to use every new technology and this was uh, you you had to follow the last fashion the last uh, technology to be uh, considered a good producer and all these haven't been only uh, mistakes he uh, and it takes him quite a lot of time to understand and to make and to change these things in uh, in the cellar what did his father say about those changes ma eh, mio papà diceva il mondo va avanti comunque per quanto riguarda la qualità del vino stiamo peggiorando quello che si faceva da sempre. No? His father always said uh, the world has to go away uh, but in uh, consider the wine we are uh, making bad uh, less uh, than in, uh, in the past. He liked the old wine that he used to make. Lui preferiva i vini di una volta, io da giovane guardavo un po' com- cosa anche altri produttori facevano, anche un po' l'industria, e cercavo di seguire quello. His father preferred the simple uh, homemade wines. Um, my father was uh, more fascinated by the uh, progress and the, uh, the wine in- industry and uh, the, the market. So in 1987 you took a trip to California. And what was your feeling on that trip? Ma uh, sono partito molto entusiasta, uh, le cose mi piacevano, qui veramente si poteva vedere delle cose ancora più moderne che da noi. Uh, in dieci giorni abbiamo assaggiato circa mille vini, che era una cosa veramente uh, interessante. He was very uh, excited about the travel 
and he uh, because in California he had the possibility to see all the newest technology much more modern than we had in Italy at the moment and in uh, 10 days they tasted uh, about 1000 wines and what was your experience of those wines ma alla fine quando sono tornato tornato a casa mia moglie mi ha chiesto cosa ho imparato di nuovo e io gli ho risposto ho imparato cosa non dobbiamo fare at the end of this uh, trip he uh, when he came back home his wife asked him what did you learn in this uh, trip and he answered i learned what not to do and what did that mean for you tornare indietro perché le tecnologie si sono spinte troppo avanti e non si lasciava più spazio alla terra e alla naturalità dell'uva. It means going back because the technology was too intense. There was no place for uh, the, the ground, for the vineyard, for, uh, for the nature. And how did you change what you were doing in your winery at that time after that trip? Piano piano ho cercato di pulire le cose che, uh, che erano da cambiare perché non si può tutto, tutto fare tutto in un colpo perché se ho l'acciaio di conseguenza devo avere anche il frigorifero per raffreddare i mosti e quindi l'obiettivo era proprio quello, andare al semplice di non avere bisogno di uh, molti interventi di macchine uh, enologiche. He started cleaning the things, but it take uh, it took quite a long time because uh, if you use uh, stainless steel tanks, you need even a, a refrigerator. And uh, his um, target was not to use any technology more, but uh, it needed him. It uh, it take him some years to to be able to do this. So it was a whole change of process. You couldn't just change one part; you had to change the whole. È chiaro, si doveva partire piano piano da capo. Diciamo che ho capito che per fare vino buono è come cercare l'acqua pulita. L'acqua pulita va cercata alla sorgente e non alle foci. Quindi capire la storia e iniziare da lì. It takes him some years, but basically he wanted to go back producing a simple wine which means for him to uh, go back to this to the source and not to the seaside where the um, the river is not an, anymore clean so in the 1990s you were doing single varietal wines erano gli anni sì che le varietà venivano vinificate separate e poi anche imbottigliate separate erano anni che usavo le barrique yes in the 90s i used to produce uh, single uh, variety uh, wines and uh, they were um, aged in uh, small barrels in barriques. And what is his thoughts about those wines today in those different eras? The 70s, 80s, early 90s? Erano buoni, però quando riesci a farli più buoni sei più contento perché la macerazione nelle uve bianche è una cosa molto molto importante. They were good wines. But if you are able to do something better, you are you feel much more happy, much more lucky, uh, because maceration, the skin contact in white wines, is very very important. So in 1996, you lost the crop. Nel 96 abbiamo avuto una forte grandinata, anzi erano due. Il 
19 di eh, giugno abbiamo avuto la grandinata che è arrivata dal nord, il 20 giugno dal sud, su stesse vigneti e quindi ci ha portato via il 95% di prodotto. In 1996 sì, devo dire che uh, anche la nata 96 con uh, la grandinata era una nata molto molto buona perché mi ha fatto capire tante cose. Uh, mi ha fatto capire che la mia è un'azienda senza tetto, quindi eh, dobbiamo accettare anche questi avvenimenti atmosferici. In uh, 96 we received the first amphora. Even if we didn't produce it was a very uh, important very high quality uh, vintage and uh, this year we learned that we are working in factory without roof. Factory without a roof. Yes. You can't control the weather. You can control the weather, you can control, uh, you, you can only follow your, your vineyard in the best way, helping, if necessary, them. This is all we can do. So we are completely dependent from the meteo, from the, what happened. So that seems like a momentous year to lose so much, but also to see for the first time where you would go. Erano anni sì che veramente mi hanno fatto capire molte cose, quindi eh, erano anni di cambiamenti. E, eh, il primo, la prima fermentazione che ho fatto eh, con la ribolla nel, in Anfora era la nata eh, 97. This year I learned really a lot of things and many changes happened and uh, with 97 i made the first fermentation in, uh, in, in Amphora. How was it that you came about the idea of having Amphora fermentation? È molto semplice. La terra ha la vite per far nascere l'uva e quando hai l'uva, di nuovo la terra ha l'uva per far nascere il vino. It's uh, very simple because the vine has the ground to make, uh, to produce grape and when you have grape, You have again the, uh, the ground to make born, to produce wine from grapes. Was this something that you had read about from Roman times or another era or another place? Uh, in quel momento non ho letto niente, comunque ho sentito da, dalle voci così che in uh, Caucaso tuttora stanno facendo questo modo di vinificazione e quello mi ha dato tanta curiosità, così che poi. Uh, nel 2000 ho fatto il primo viaggio in Georgia. He heard people speaking about this kind of wine production in Amphora with long maceration and he was very curious about this. So in uh, 2000 he has been finally able to go to uh, Georgia in uh, Russia uh, to, to see this kind of wine production. He went to Georgia in the Soviet Republic. What did you see in Georgia? In Georgia ho visto che erano oltre 100 anni indietro rispetto a noi e questo mi è piaciuto molto. In Georgia they were almost 100 years, years behind us in technology and this was for him very important, very interesting to see. Was the standard of living 
high or low or il livello di vita era molto molto basso, però malgrado questo ho visto anche uh, mancanza di, uh, di, di soldi, uh, povertà, però uh, nella gente c'era allegria e non uh, sentiva questo, questo malessere che magari da uno che veniva dall'Europa sembrava che vivono male. People were very very poor, but even if they were poor, they had good life. And they were all, almost all happy, lucky. They, they didn't notice they, they were so poor as it can appear, appear to a, someone coming from Europe. You went in 2000 for the first time. Was that the first time that it was, one was able to travel to Georgia from Western Europe? Uh, non so se era il primo anno, però uh, la Georgia era ancora in fase di... Um, tipo dopo, subito dopo la guerra della separazione dell'ex Unione Sovietica, quindi veramente era molto pericoloso fino al 2003 di viaggiare in Georgia e ogni volta si viaggiava scortati con delle guardie che, perché c'era veramente pericoloso. He, in 2000 non era sicuro di viaggiare, And until 2003, he went there many times. Every time they had to have private police to control for, uh, for safety because the situation was very, very bad. He traveled with guards with guns? Uh, yes, he traveled always with uh, private guards. What was the production of wine like in Georgia? Was it quite a bit of production? Did you see it everywhere or did you have to search it out? No, anche in Georgia ci sono delle zone eh, buone per coltivazione della vite, quindi la migliore ritengo che è la zona del Cajeti, che è a sud, eh, a sud del, della Cecenia, a sud del grande, eh, del, della montagna del Caucaso. Eh, poi ci sono altre zone più piccole, fra quali c'è la zona di Mereti e altre ancora, ancora più piccole. The biggest uh, wine production area in uh, Georgia is uh, Cajeti, which is on the southern part, on the south of the Caucasus Mountains. The, uh, another one is Imereti, and there are some others, uh, they are uh, smaller than these uh, two. And what was the relationship between the church in Georgia and wine? Sicuramente in Georgia, uh, rispetto l'Anatolia uh, e la Mesopotamia, dove che la religione eh, è musulmana, li hanno abbandonato le, la viticoltura. In Georgia invece è religione ortodossa e cristiana e quindi anche, ci sono anche una piccola minoranza di musulmani, però eh, la vita per loro era un, veramente un, una parte importante della nazione georgiana, del popolo georgiano. The most people in Georgia are Catholic or Orthodox, uh, instead of Mesopotamia and Anatolia, where the most people are uh, Muslim religion. And so in these two areas, they st stop producing wine. In um, Georgia, uh, religion uh, has been uh, important for wine, even because wine is very important for the economy, for the food and meal. And what did they tell you about the production of the wines? And what did you see? Georgia faceva parte di, un, uh, di uno stato dell'ex ex Unione Sovietica, quindi era un comunismo abbastanza, abbastanza rigido che era proibito 
parlare e insegnare e dire cosa che stanno facendo. Io guardavo ed era è talmente semplice che non c'è bisogno che nessuno ti insegna perché è la logica che ti porta a pensare come fare bene il vino. As Georgia was a part of the Soviet Union, people were used not to speak, not to tell about what they are doing, what they know. Everyone tried not to speak with people. They were very friendly, but no one explained anything. But the things were so simple that it has been very easy to understand, very logical to understand how and uh, in which way to, to do things. And did you see both red and white wines fermented in the clay, or was it just one or the other? La maggior parte erano vini bianchi, qualcosa anche di vini rossi, però molti vini rossi venivano non fermentati in anfora ma in tini di legno. They produce white and red varieties, but uh, may, um, only white varieties are fermented in clay anforas. Red varieties are fermented uh, in uh, wooden barrels, big barrels, and aged in, in anfora. And why might that be? Per il semplice fatto, penso che per il semplice fatto che uh, le uve bianche rimangono a contatto con le buccia per diversi mesi, le uve rosse invece solo il tempo di fermentazione e siccome il tempo di fermentazione dei rossi li durava circa due settimane, prevedo che era il, per questo fatto uh, preferivano fermentare in tino di legno. Is because white grapes, white wines can have a long maceration and the wine can stay with the skins for many months. Instead of red wines, uh, with red wines you have a maceration skin contact only during the fermentation, which uh, takes two or three weeks, and then you have to separate the, uh, the grapes. He supposed this is the reason. How did you go about getting Amphora made for you? Who did you speak with and how did you find that person? Nel 2000 era molto difficile trovare delle anfore perché la gran parte dei produttori contadini hanno smesso di fare le anfore perché non c'era richiesta e anche in Georgia già iniziavano a pensare ad altri materiali, al liceo inossidabile, a cemento e materiali che non avevano niente a che fare con la tradizione. The anforas are made by uh, farmers. Um, very very little farmers and in 2000 it was uh, very difficult to find some somebody able to produce uh, amphoras because uh, even there they were they started thinking about new materials like stainless steel things or concrete instead of using amphoras so there were not many people able still able to produce amphoras and what was the source of the clay for the amphora that you purchased Uh, le anfore dove le prime anfore che ho comprato lì che ho fatto fare uh, erano fatte con l'argilla del cacchetti poi uh, il resto delle anfore erano solo quattro anfore il resto delle anfore invece sono state fatte nella zona di Imereti che è più anche i produttori quelli i contadini che hanno fatto erano più bravi che nella zona del cacchetti first four anfore he has been able to buy uh, have been made with uh, the clay from the Cajeti area, uh, but then he learned that uh, in uh, Imareti area there is a better clay and uh, the farmers, they are much better in producing amphoras. And how long does it take to have an amphora produced? Il minimo è due mesi, perché um, comunque oltre due mesi 
eh, viene costruita tutto a mano, eh, l'argilla viene mescolata con un po' di acqua, è un'argilla veramente particolare che sembra il cingum, no? Ed, eh, um, vengono costruiti circa 15 cm a colpo e poi devono aspettare che si asciuga per continuare dal basso verso alto. The process and amphora you need at, at least two months because it's a very slow process. They use the, the soil uh, with uh, some water and uh, they can produce maximum 10 to 15 cm a day and they have to wait that this all this uh, part will become completely dry to uh, to continue with the with the next one. And how many times have you purchased amphora? How regularly do you do that? No, abbiamo ordinato più volte, eh, diciamo che le ultime adesso che ho bisogno un po' di anfore ho, ho comprato in Croazia perché c'è uno in Croazia che importa le anfore della Georgia e quindi tutti questi problemi di dogana sono per noi semplificati. Now uh, he ordered many times anforas until we arrived to have the anfora we need. And uh, now it's easier because there is uh, an importer in Croatia which follow all the process, even the transport, which, which was very, very complicated, and all the custom documents and uh, all the importation to, uh, to Europe. And what is your experience working in clay? What does that do? È una bella esperienza perché l'uomo non ha più tanta importanza quanto la materia prima che metti dentro nell'anfora. A great experience because uh, the person, the man, has not so much important uh, importance as the wine, the grape you, the grape you put in the in the amphora. And what are your thoughts about sulfur? Negli anni '90 ero mio obiettivo fare il vino solo con uva. In quel momento dicevo che uh, non c'è bisogno della solforosa perché la sol lo, la solforosa fa male alla salute. Poi piano piano ho capito la storia, quindi è circa duemila anni che l'uomo usa la solforosa per fare il vino ed è per il semplice eh, fatto che il prodotto primario dell'uva non è il vino ma è l'aceto e l'uomo deve fare sì che non diventa aceto e per questo l'uso della solforosa è indispensabile. Si tratta sempre di quanta viene usata, il minimo indispensabile. In the 90s he uh, wanted and he worked for uh, not use uh, add sulfates to wine uh, because we know sulfates are not good for our health but is the only way to preserve wine because the natural products from grapes is not uh, wine but is vinegar and what we have to do is to prevent grapes become vinegar the only possibility we have is using little quantity of sulfates the difficulties to use less sulfates you, you are able to use uh, just to help the wine uh, not to become uh, vinegar. Even the Romans, more than 2,000 years ago, they used uh, sulfates and uh, during the fermentation, the naturalists produce little quantity of sulfates. So if you are able to add little quantity of sulfates to your wine, uh, it just helps a natural process uh, of the, the fermentation. Why do you think your region of the Friuli, why do you think so many people in that region make skin macerated white wines? 
Probabilmente abbiamo capito che il nostro futuro è il futuro del piccolo contadino perché eh, l'industria avrà tanta difficoltà a fare vini come può fare un piccolo contadino e sono molto contento che altri produttori nella mia zona e anche adesso in giro per il mondo, eh, anche in Brasile stanno facendo la macerazione e soprattutto sono molto molto attenti a intervenire il meno eh, possibile. Maybe because we understood this is the only way we have to be different from the industry because it's the only way to produce natural wines and different from industry uh, because it's very difficult for them to control such a natural process. And uh, he feels really happy that many other producers are producing in this way, not only in Friuli but even Uh, abroad, uh, we have just seen in Brazil, and uh, it's very important to see other small farmers uh, producing in this natural, simple way. 2000 was the last year that you did large wood, and then 2001 was the first year that you used amphora on a large scale. What were the differences for you between those two years in terms of how the wines came out of the vessel? In anfora la fermentazione in anfora è talmente semplice che non ha bisogno di interventi eh, di freddo eh, non, eh, perché il mosto nell'anfora non gli impone una temperatura, è lui che si sceglie la sua temperatura dalla terra che, dove vive e respira. E quindi eh, per me era un'esperienza che eh, oggi non potrei più tornare indietro a non fare il vino in anfora. For him, has been a great experience because you don't need any technology to produce wine in Amphora. It's uh, everything is very simple. Uh, you don't need to control the temperature because the uh, grape they choose his uh, the fermenting temperature uh, in the grow where they live and they breed. Sometimes when I tried the 2000 Robola and the 2001 Robola when they were released, I found that the 2000 was very high in acid, although now it's much softer when I taste it now, and the 01 was a little bit rounder and more textural. Did you find that difference or a different difference in the two wines? No, questa è una differenza molto importante, soprattutto perché la nata 2000 durante la vendemmia era una nata molto calda. E avendo fatto la macerazione in tino di legno senza intervento di freddo eh, c'era un eh, qualche piccolo problema di fermentazione batterica che poi ha influito sulla qualità del vino e malgrado tutto devo dire che adesso dopo 14 anni il vino cresce bene e sono molto contento anche se in quell'anno non ero contento anche per il fatto che eh, già eh, nel mio modo di vedere il vino nella mia testa, nel mio pensiero, c'era già l'anfora. In 2000, uh, the, during the um, fermentation, during the harvest time and fermentation, it was very, very warm. And as he decided not to control the temperature during the fermentation, uh, there uh, were some uh, little problems at the beginning with some bacterial fermentation. So you, you, can, you can see this in the, in the wine. Now, after 14 years, he feels feel, uh, it's a good vintage, it's a good wine. Uh, but at the moment, he was uh, so focused on uh, Amphora, which didn't arrive on time to, to produce uh, 
the winters 2002 in uh, in Anfora that he was not very satisfied about the uh, what he was doing at the at the moment. In the late 90s, you started working more with Petritus on the grapes. Nel 98 ho fatto la prima vendemmia con l'uva con botrite nobile. Fino alla nata 98 tutto quello che non era perfettamente sano veniva lasciato nel vigneto e mio papà già prima mi diceva Josco stiamo lasciando la migliore uva in vigneto. In 98 has been the first vintage, first harvest made with botrytisized grapes and he restarted since this year to use uh, botrytisized grapes. Before, he, uh, he worked only with perfectly healthy uh, grapes. And his father uh, always told him, Joshko, we are leaving the best grapes in the vineyard. So it's the intention since 98 to have Petritus in the wine. È quello che la, per le uve bianche è la cosa più importante, perché se eh, è una nata eh, con eh, la mancanza di sole e con tanta pioggia, la botrite eh, nobile è quella che sostituisce un po' il sole, concentra i sapori e concentra i zuccheri. Having botrytisized grapes, uh, it's very important for white uh, varieties, because if you have a sunny vintage uh, sunny harvest everything goes well uh, if you have uh, a lot of rain the only thing uh, thing uh, can help you help you is to have um, botrytisized grapes in this way uh, the grape uh, are uh, the the taste uh, the aromas uh, g- uh, go concentrated by uh, the botrytis is it partially a factor of the thick skins of Ribola and trying to get those skins to be softer through Petritus? Avere la botrite nobile vuol dire avere poca uva per vita e quindi uve concentrate con zucchero alto. Se manca questo, se c'è troppa alta la produzione e manca questa concentrazione, al posto di avere la botrite nobile ha il marciume acido, che è un grosso danno. Uh, la Ribola è un vitigno che si appresta molto alla botrite nobile. Having botrytis, uh, to, to be able to have botrytis, you have to produce really, very little quantity of uh, grapes and very healthy grapes until uh, the, the rain. Otherwise, you will have just a lot of mulder, which is a big problem. The skin of, uh, of ribola, uh, which are quite uh, thick, uh, help the, the botrytis on the, on the grape. So did you change your harvesting times? around the late 90s then to pick later? Sì, ci siamo sempre spostati a epoche di vendemmie più avanti, più con uve più mature. E dalla nata 2001, da quando abbiamo costruito la cantina delle anfore, non mi permetto più di controllare un grado zuccherino o un grado di acidità. Yes, we started harvesting later and later and since 2001, when we finished the anfora cellar, we never more controlled the sugar and acidity in the grapes we are going to harvest. So he doesn't measure the sugars. Misurare zucchero vuol dire essere insicuri di aver prodotto uva che non ci bisogna di aggiungere niente. È l'unico modo allora per fare questo di non dover misurare, aspettare a lungo la vendemmia. If you control sugar, if you control the uh, your grapes means you don't feel sure about what you produced and to be sure what you are uh, about the quality you are uh, of the grapes you are you produced you just have to white 
as long as possible to have the best quality. And this is an area where rain often happens. It frequently rains in the Friuli. Avevamo adesso gli ultimi tre anni con uh, molta pioggia, però uh, malgrado questo siamo riusciti a vendemmiare molto tardi, certo perdendo anche uh, molto, molta uva perché è andata male, ma questo fa parte del mio pensiero, fa parte del rischio che uno devo, deve correre per riuscire a fare qualcosa di buono anche in annata difficile. The last three years, uh, we always had rain during the harvest time, not only uh, harvest time, uh, but working, uh, having been able to work well in, uh, in the vineyard, we produced good quality grapes. Even uh, if we lose some quantity, this is not important because the most important is to be able to produce high quality grapes. And you stopped the temperature control as well. Non mi sono mai permesso di controllare una temperatura di fermentazione in anfora perché la temperatura di fermentazione in anfora è sempre ideale. È il, è il mosto che sceglie la temperatura, non viene imposto dalle persone perché la terra è quella che tiene tutto sotto controllo. Non controllo la temperatura durante la fermentazione perché non è qualcosa che per il most. Il most decide his, uh, the ideal temperature, uh, the, uh, the grow control everything. So uh, the, what's happened is the right, the ideal thing. And in 2001, you made the Robola amphora and also the Breg, a blend of grape varieties and amphora. Since 2012, no more Breg. What did you think of the Breg while you made it? And why the change not to make it anymore? Negli anni 70 i vitigni che compongono il break erano i vitigni che si vendevano molto facilmente a rispetto della ribolla perché la ribolla come vitigno autoctono era un po' eh, abbandonato. Nell'82 già ho capito che il mio futuro sarà solo la ribolla. E quando è venuto da me a trovarmi la prima volta Gino Veronelli, gli ho espresso questo desiderio, gli ho detto che il mio uh, desiderio è un giorno riuscire a fare solo la ribolla e quindi mi ci sono venuti 30 anni per arrivare a questo. In the 70s it was very easy to sell uh, international varieties uh, and, where, and the international varieties were the most paid, well paid. It was very difficult to sell and propose the, the ribolla. Uh, in the early 80s, the first time Gino Veronelli uh, visited us, Joshko told him he would like to be able to produce only ribolla. And it took him more than 30 years to be able to produce only ribolla as white variety. The reason then is you want to focus on the native grape variety of your region. Uh, yes, the focus is on the best uh, local variety in our area. And you also make now a pignolo. Il pignolo uh, fa parte dei quattro vitigni autoctoni della uh, zona del Friuli, nel, della zona dove uh, noi abbiamo i vigneti. Uh, c'è il pignolo, c'è il tazzelenghe, c'è uh, lo schiopetino e il refosco. Di queste quattro uve, quella che più mi è piaciuta è il pignolo e quindi ho scelto il pignolo come vitigno rosso per il nostro futuro. In, uh, yes, we produce uh, even pin, uh, pignolo, which is one of the four local red varieties in Friuli. 
the other three are Scopettino, Tazzelenge, Andre Fosco. As he tasted the, all uh, these uh, varieties, all these wines, uh, the Pignolo was the one he preferred. And uh, so Pignolo is going to be our wheat ribolla, uh, the, the variety we will produce in the future. So that you'll also stop making the Merlot? No, il Merlot, abbiamo un vigneto di Merlot, una piccola percentuale di Cabernet Sauvignon che ancora coltiviamo, però in futuro sarà anche quello destinato a lasciare spazio in quelle terre per la ribolla. No, we still produce some Merlot, some Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, we have a quite old vineyard until he will uh, be good, we will produce it, but in the future we will only produce uh, Pignola as a red variety. And how do you see the difference working in red or working in white? Sì, è bianco che i rossi vengono fatti con stesso con il stesso pensiero. La differenza sta solo nei bianchi e devo precisare che quando io penso e parlo di vino per me nel mio modo di pensare è sempre vino bianco, uva, quindi uva bianca. Le uve bianche hanno eh, la precedenza che possono fare macerazione fino a sei mesi, le uve rosse invece eh, mancano di questo, quindi finita la fermentazione delle uve rosse si deve torchiare la vinaccia e separare la vinaccia dal vino. When he thinks about wine, for him wine is white wine. The difference is that white wine can uh, macerate for many uh, for a long time for many weeks or months in with red grapes with red varieties the maceration take place only the uh, the type of the fermentation after the fermentation you have to press and to separate the skins from the wine and how has your approach to maceration of the whites changed over time have you experimented with different times and what did you find Questo dipende un po' dal periodo della vendemmia, comunque eh, nella nata 2000, in, se l'uva viene, viene vendemmiata a fine ottobre o a fine novembre, quella che è vendemmiata a inizio ottobre fa più macerazione rispetto all'altra perché poi eh, la torchiatura avviene di solito a fine marzo, inizio aprile. The time uh, we macerated uh, macerate wine depend on uh, when we harvest we never start before uh, the beginning of october and sometimes we end almost at the end of uh, november so the first grapes we harvest have uh, more than six months of maceration because usually we press the grapes so we interrupt the maceration between end of march beginning of april depending on the moon what does your cellar look like today Bella, semplice, veramente semplice. Al mio architetto, quando mi ha aiutato, di, che mi dava dei consigli per la cantina, eh, la gran parte di idee erano mie e la vedevo anche in questo modo, però avevo bisogno di uno che eh, sa fare. E al mio architetto ho detto, io voglio la cantina, non voglio teatro, perché adesso troppe cantine sono teatri che dopo dieci anni sono già da cambiare perché vanno fuori moda. The cellar is very nice, very awesome, uh, but very, very simple. The architect who helped him to, to build this, uh, this cellar, he always told, I don't want a theater, I need a cellar, because too many cellars are theaters nowadays, and in 10 years they become too old, 
and you have to uh, you have to rebuild a- another one. We don't want this. We just need a cellar where you can easily work. How would I use the wines that you make in terms of what should I do? Do you decant them? What kinds of food do you typically serve them with? How do you enjoy them? And at what age? Nel 2000, quando ho fatto il primo viaggio in Georgia, il vino ho assaggiato dalle coppe di terracotta. Nel 2011, anche a casa mia, abbiamo fatto un bicchiere a forma di coppa senza lo stello perché il vino, ritengo che il vino prima di essere bevuto lo devi attraverso la mano avvicinare al tuo corpo. In 2000, when he first, for the first time went to Georgia, he tasted wines in, uh, the, the wines in a kind of cup and he was uh, in, finally in 2011 we have been able to produce our own cup because he believes before drinking wine, you have to approach it uh, without using a stem and only then to, to drink it. So to hold it directly in your hands? Yes, you hold it di- directly in the hands. It's not important the temperature because this wine is very, very close to red wines, so you don't have to drink very cold. Uh, we usually, usually drink it almost like a red wine and we pair it with almost everything. We always think it's important to have good, healthy food to pair with healthy wine. But you don't typically decant it? No, we don't decant the wine. But the glass is fairly big. Yes, we use a quite big glass. And you've said that wines are either alive or dead. And what is an alive wine for you? Il, penso che nel vino la cosa più importante è, uh, è vivo o morto. I vini fatti con uh, i fermenti sintetici già partono morti perché non hanno vita. Il vino, il mosto deve iniziare la fermentazione con il proprio rievito. Uh, per rimanere vivo non deve essere filtrato perché il filtro toglie le tre, le tre uh, sostanze che sono quelle che il vino si può chiamare vino. Quindi viene, il filtro toglie i lieviti, i batteri ed enzimi. Uh, dopo questa filtrazione, io dico, non è più vino, ma diventa una bibita. Wine is alive or died, uh, depending on how you produce it. Uh, and it's very important to know it. And a wine which is alive is a wine which has fermented with his own yeast. And it's very important not, not to filtrate the wines, because the filtration takes away uh, the three things which make wine be wine, which are uh, yeast, bacteria and enzymes, we, uh, which help you even in uh, digestion. Do you see your progression as a winemaker as one that is against modernity? No, penso che per fare il computer più moderno esci dal negozio, il tuo che lo hai comprato è già vecchio, quindi lì il progresso funziona. Per quanto riguarda invece quello che dobbiamo mettere in noi, nel nostro stomaco, lì eh, il progresso non funziona. Lì dobbiamo cercare l'acqua pulita, quindi tornare indietro nella storia, capire qual è il modo più semplice per fare il, produrre il cibo, e nel mio caso il vino. No, uh, we are not against the progress. We think in, 
with computer, with cars, with uh, engines, it's very important to have progress. But we think we introduce in ourselves, it's very important to have natural, healthy things. So in this way, the progress is not something good uh, for us. Do you think that there's an ethical component to winemaking? Is there a part of it that's ethical? Soprattutto una componente etica, eh, dico il vino è il pensiero di chi lo fa, quindi l'etica è, è al primo posto ed è il problema principale di questo momento che l'umanità sta vivendo, è proprio il problema della mancanza di etica. As wine is the thinking of who make wine, etica is the first thing you have to have and in this moment the etica is a big problem. In, uh, in every production, not only in wine. Jasko Gravner, he's a man who thinks about wine. Thank you very much for being here today. Tante grazie a te. We have to thank you. Jasko Gravner of the Gravner Winery and his daughter Matea Gravner. Thank you again. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose, and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and so much more, including show stickers, notebooks, and even gift wrap are available for sale if you check the show website, alldrinktothatpod.com. That's I-L-L, drinktothatpod.com, which is the same place you'd go to sign up for our email list or to make one of the crucially important donations that help keep this show operating. You can donate from anywhere using PayPal or Stripe on the show website. Remember to hit subscribe or to follow this show in your favorite podcast app, please. That's super important to see every episode. And thank you for listening.